Welcome to the Brand Intelligence Podcast from Intelligence Bank, the show where we pull back the curtain on some of the world's smartest brands and marketing professionals. We'll dig into how great brand marketing is the flywheel for growth and how to manage brand compliance and governance while growing a business. I'm your co-host, Tessa Court, and today we're taking a dive into the world of branding on what you can't see. Joining me to discuss all things B2B distribution and chemical branding will be Tom Kehoe, who's actually been an Intelligence Bank client twice. Welcome, Tom. Hey, great to be here. Thank you. Before we get started in all things branding, I'd love to hear about what your theme song is. So I have a firm belief everyone has a theme song that sums up their life or their mood, whether overall or just for that week. Usually mine's Proud Mary, but I have to say I've been listening to Fast Car a lot recently by Luke Combs because I love country music and it's kind of taking over my life right now. But I'd love to hear what your favorite song is. Yeah, this was a tough one. This is a tough question to start with because I'm I'm known as more of a music snob, (laughs) meaning, for example, like if you've ever seen the movie High Fidelity, yeah. where John Cusack and yeah. Jack Black are pulling out all these obscure records and unknown deep tracks. That's that's me. Right. Right. They're pushing them out. It's like, this is great music. Don't listen to don't listen to that Britney Spears. This is awesome. Listen to this. This is music. Well, that's that's very much how I am. So in thinking about thinking about this question, um, it's gonna be a deep cut that you may not have ever heard of, um, by pretty much a deep cut band. They got a little popular off of TikTok lately, but they're an older band. Um, it's a Canadian band called Mother Mother, and the song is actually called Simply Simple. Okay. Right. Okay. And, <laughs> and simply, simply simple. It starts out with the lyrics: "Take me lightly. I'm not the way I ought to be. I'm the way I got. I've got to be." So, you know, that really defines me, though, that, that front statement really defines me because I'm a person that looks at life as simple and as optimistic as possible. It's about having a simplistic view, even in a complex situation, because, number one, I need to process it. And number two, I need to live with it. So I yeah. break it down, I make it my own, and I go with it, and I really work to not sweat the small stuff. I love that. And um, I have heard of the band, but I don't know if I've heard of that song, but I will definitely, right. it'll be on my Spotify playlist on the way in to work today. So there you um, go. <laughs> definitely um, love recommendations like that. So tell me a little bit about Univar Solutions and what do you make and who do you sell to and what do you do there? Yep. Um, Univar Solutions is a company with almost 100 years of experience and leadership with a vision to redefine distribution and be the most valued chemical and ingredients distributor on the planet. That's our official statement. So I'm giving it to you kind of straight from the website, right? Yeah. But we have partnerships with a large number of top chemical suppliers, and we sell to manufacturers in many different industries that include agriculture, beauty and personal care, pharmaceuticals, Home care and industrial cleaning, water treatment, food ingredients, I can go on and on, but there are a lot more. Well, chemicals are in everything, right? So um, it's literally in every product you can even imagine. And it's got to get there some way, fast and efficient. And probably temperature is an issue and all of those sorts of things when transporting. Right. And truthfully, yeah, we were walking chemicals, right? They're in our body. We're, We're a big chemical that walks. But even beyond distribution, 
Universe Solutions, we offer a full range of innovative services. We do custom blending, sustainable waste removal, and one of our biggest um, functions is lab and formulation services. Hmm. We actually have labs that we brand as solution centers around the world where we can formulate a chemistry for a customer fully customized. And that's done with food, like a lot of food brands will ask you to formulate new seasonings or things like that, right? Oh, yeah. We have a test kitchen here. I'm in the Chicago area. We have a a test kitchen in Chicago. We have an executive chef on staff, um, many food scientists. But, you know, I can give you a great example of a formulation that is a non-customer based, actually. I was in our solution center in Houston and went to wash my hands. And the hand soap there was noticeably the best soap I've ever used. I'm like, this soap is unbelievable. What is going on? And the feel, the smell, the effectiveness. And I looked at it, and they branded it with the Universe Universe Solutions label. Right. And so I I talked to the chemist, and it's their own formulation. It's just for them, something that they just came up with. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So our lab teams, they do an excellent job customizing solutions. Well, they're creating product, right? Like at the end of the day, they're just creating unique products yeah. with different textures, smells, whatever it is. And I think what's amazing about what you guys do, it's obviously the logistics of that, but it's also the creation and the innovation. But it's across so many different categories. And that's like a really hard thing to do is to be horizontally great versus vertically yeah, I mean, we are so much more than a distributor. I mean, Universe Solutions in general, we, we present ourselves prominently as problem solvers, innovators, allies, and partners to our customers. Um, and one of the unique things about Universe Solutions is if you need one bag of citric acid instead of a pellet, we'll ship you a bag of citric acid, which doesn't happen with every distributor because usually it's mm. it's basically you have to buy in in high amounts. Right. We'll take one bag of citric acid and we'll wrap it on a pallet and ship it out to you. Right. <laughs> so that's great. That's one of the other very unique things about our company. Well, that's that's great customer service, which we'll talk about in a bit. But you recently went through a rebrand and tell us a little bit about your brand values and how these are communicated and. You know, I think from the surface, as you said, you know, it can look like and smell like just a distributor. But in fact, you are creating product. You are partnering with your customers. Tell us a little bit about your rebrand and why that was important for Univar Solutions. Yes. In 2019, before I started, I actually started here in 2021, Univar purchased Nexio Solutions and became Univar Solutions. With this rebrand came, number one, a new visual, a new corporate identity. A new logo was developed to represent a handshake with the goal of the insignia to display collaboration and partnership. The move brought us from a lab coat blue color to orange. I talked to our CEO, and he's like, the orange color conveys optimism, uh, confident energy. He wanted us to be energized, to be unique and distinctive when compared to our competitors, and it truly does. I compare the way we rebranded to the merger between British Petroleum and Amico. When these companies merged, they took a direction to evolve from an oil company to a global energy brand. They repurposed the BP in British Petroleum, and they stated beyond petroleum. And visually, they evolved the color palette of BP to greens and yellows, and they came up with an insignia that represented clean energy, giving it a refreshed, unique, distinctive approach. To compare to their competitors, I mean, think about it. If you're driving by a BP, you have the whites, the greens. It's very light. It's very clean. When you're driving by like a Shell gas station, 
or another brand that's very oil-based, right? So that's kind of what they did. And I kind of look at that and what happened in 2019 before I started and say, well, that's very close. That, that's very that's very much the same strategy. Um, you know, moving on to our values, we live by five values here. The first value is that we are serious about safety. Being in the chemical industry, this is number one, right? And I could take that a lot further to say that we bring that in-house or bring that into our everyday. When we start a meeting, one of the things that's ingrained in our culture here that I was impressed by is that if you have a meeting with three or more attendees, you always have to start that meeting with a safety share. Move. And a safety share is mainly advice that we give whoever's booked the meeting, whoever the leader of the meeting is, it's advice that we give to one another about a safety tip. And it doesn't have to be about chemicals. It doesn't have to be about wearing your PPE in a distribution warehouse. But it's like anything from, hey, look both ways before you cross the road. Um, sometimes it's based on the experience you had before the meeting, right? I was in my car and I slipped on a bunch of leaves, so be aware of that. So that that is one thing that we um, take very, very seriously. That's awesome. That's such a great way to bring brand values to life because a lot of times they end up on a brand portal or they end up on, you know, a wall or a poster, but that's like living your brand values. And I think that's a really kind of interesting way. And it's a fun way of doing it because no doubt after a weekend, there will be some funny stories that, that come across as well as, as part of it. Yeah, you you wouldn't believe what we hear sometimes, right? And And those are the fun ones. I mean, we have a library of safety shares, a library of PowerPoint slides yeah. that you could pull up if you're looking for one. But, you know, for I, I run a, the brand committee here, and I started a safety share with brand safety, <laughs> right? Right. And how, how to brand properly was uh, was branding safely. So it, it even goes to that level at times. Yeah, that's but great. yeah, we that's are great. extremely serious about safety. It, it's ingrained, it, it is talked about in everything that we do every live production that we have, every video we have that we create, it's it's in there. So um, our second of five would be we do what we say, okay? And that all really starts at the top here. The executive team does such a great job of making calculated decisions and following through on projects throughout the company. They're very honest and very direct in the way we communicate any type of news. Um, that's how they come across. And I can tell you from somebody behind the scenes who is, you know, working um, the creative and, um, cre you know, uh, filming the videos and, and putting and distributing them, that they're very honest and direct and they're always done with high integrity. You know what? I love that brand value because that's one of ours as well. So do what we say is one of ours because we also believe at Intelligence Bank that customer service is the most important thing that you can do. And a lot of times when you have products or services that, you know, you have competitors and, you know, people have a choice of who they want to work with. So that service and that integrity part of it is really, really important. I, I love that. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's really ingrained and that all starts at the top, right? So the third would be where people matter. And I could just say internally and externally, right? Internally, DEI is such a huge initiative with us. And it's really about less politics, more collaboration, and more service to our customers and suppliers. It's communicated, you know, take care of your customer, take care of your supplier. Um, and then number four is valuable to others. We're here for a purpose, right? We're here to be valuable to others. 
And then our fifth and final would be together we went, is that teamwork is a must. Um, and it's definitely communicated with a high implementation into our culture, is that together we win. So we do quarterly live streams with our CEO called David Sispatch. His name is David. And he will give away Value Spotlight Awards. And the Value Spotlight Awards are based on these five values. So somebody will win, win the award, they'll be called out. We'll do a recording with them on Teams, and we'll show their reaction after they've, after they've won an award. Um, and to see the genuine reactions of people, you know, sometimes if, if somebody just like, yeah, yeah, great, I won an award, you know, whatever. To this, but we don't get that. We get more of the people, I'm so excited to win this. I'm so excited that I was recognized that I won the, the award for Valuable to Others. That's a way of really bringing it in-house and living your brand. We're living your values, living your brand values. Yeah, absolutely. And we do something very similar, too, it's, but we have it peer-recognized. Rec- so people nominate each other throughout the month. Yep. I just love it when people are, you know, sometimes you see people win multiple awards, too, in, in a month. And I think that's, that's really exciting and, and fun, too. Yeah. And these, these are nominated awards as well. So peers will nominate somebody for this award, basically. Um, and, they, and they get a lot of nominations. Um, you know, the word chemical alone is often seen as a negative, right? I think we touched on, on that a little bit earlier. Yeah. But um, the purpose, you know, we, we've developed our purpose. And our purpose is that Universe Solutions keeps our communities healthy, fed, clean, and safe. And that's how we define um, Universe Solutions and the basis of how we evolve as a brand. Chemicals are a part of life. They save lives. Though most people go to the negative, they believe chemical, all chemicals are toxic, right? You hear the word chemical, oh my God, it's toxic, stay away. But, you know, the cha- that's the challenge of our brand. And we supplement that, that negative through education, how chemicals are in our world and how they help to keep us healthy, fed, clean, and safe. Yeah. And it's amazing because they're in everything, right? Like everything produced has some sort of chemical in it, um, whether it's soap or makeup or, you know, spices. There are chemicals involved in everything at yeah. some point. Right. So um, yeah. so it, it, and I think that's what's really interesting, what you guys have done in terms of branding the experience of things that you can't see, like you can't you unless, you know, it's you know, toxic, but uh, that's not what you guys are doing. But like, you actually can't see chemicals. <laughs> you can't see what it is. So, and I think as a branding challenge, that's actually very difficult to do is to brand something that's kind of invisible, um, if you will. Yeah. You know, one of our most popular infographics, I guess you would call it, is that we would, we we shot um, a picture of a holiday table. Okay. And we took DEI into into account. So it was holidays. All the holidays around Christmas time. You had Christmas. You had Hanukkah. You had Kwanzaa. There were dishes from all the different nationalities, all the different holidays at the time. And then what I would do is I would call out and we would show like, well, here's a turkey for Christmas. And what's in a turkey? Tryptophan, right? And we call <laughs> out what's a natural chemical and every food item. Yeah, and that got to be fun. so popular that our sealants, you know, um, case, which is um, coatings, um, adhesives, sealants, and elastomers, that's another industry we serve, right? They said, well, what about the stain on the table? You didn't call out the stain. 
<laughs> that's right? very funny. And then we that's got very people good. like, well, what about the gas to get to to get to the holiday party? We're like, wait a minute, we concentrated on food, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, that that was a that was one of our most popular infographics because that people are like, you know, it really shows that you know this is food. We didn't put chemicals in the food. Um, this is if you cook a turkey. There's a chemical in the turkey. It's natural. <laughs> and it's going to make you fall asleep as well. Which yeah, is, right. Which you're going to fall added, asleep. Added it's going to make you bonus. fall asleep. Yeah. But a couple of other good examples of, of actions is our focus on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and ESG, environmental, social, and governance. We do this by setting goals, taking action, and communicating for positive progress. Um, our DEI initiative alone includes eight branded networks. They meet regularly and develop campaigns that communicate both internally and externally. For instance, a few years ago, we launched our first global purpose-driven campaign called Shiro's Wear Lab Coats. And this was for the WIN network, Women's Inclusion Network. Um, and this was done to inspire future generations of women chemists to, and to spotlight the contributions of women in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, known as STEM. From a branding perspective, that campaign was all about connecting our people to the efforts of the Women's Inclusion Network, while inserting ourselves into the pop culture dialogue around International Day of Women and Girls in Science and International Women's Day. The campaign sparked a lot of interest from some of our major customers and suppliers, as well as became a tool in our recurring efforts. It stood out amidst the crowd and people took notice. With ESG, as the year turns over, we go back and we create an annual ESG report, which is about an 80-page report. Um, and that really kind of, that really applies to the we do what we say category um, of values to show how well we did with our initiative and where we're going in the future. Great. I think it's really important for companies, especially in, you know, if you're a STEM company, to do things for women and to show um, young women who are studying or even little girls who are looking up to their future careers mm -hmm. about what's possible. We do a lot at Intelligence Bank around bringing kids in, um, whether they're students or even um, younger children in to show them what it's like looking at a tech company. And when women or girls do it, I, I especially love that because, you know, we're pretty proud that we have, you know, over 35, 40% of our technical team are female. So um, that's something that we're really proud about. And, you know, you only get to that equality in these industries when people are shown a path and when it feels accessible. So that work you're doing is super important. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely live that value of customer service. And, and I mean, the people I work with that, that I've been with in, at, at Intelligence Bank, I mean, Susie and Audrey, top notch. Just they are amazing. They sure right? are. And that's why I came back. <laughs> yeah. That's why I came back to you. But uh, yeah, it's it really adds quite a bit. I mean, we also sponsor You Be the Chemist, which is um, a program for middle school kids to win the You Be the Chemist Challenge. And there's a series of tests that they take. And then we did a, we actually, if you're going to listen to a Smart Acids, we did a You Be the Chemist special where the kids... Um, we had a quiz, right? It's like smarter than a fifth grader between our engineers and the kids who can awesome. answer the questions, more questions and such. So that's another um, that's very good. way that we live our brand. Yeah, very good. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, if you wanted to buy a single 
satchel of citric acid that you would send one on a pallet to get there. And that really shows, I guess, the importance of customer service and how that plays into your brand. Can you talk a little bit about that and about how important that is and why you bend over backwards for customers and not make them have a minimum order? You're not going the Costco route where you have to buy in bulk every time. So can you talk a little bit about, I guess, that service (laughs) side of it? It's a, it's a good point, you know, for customers, we draw from our vast capabilities and really sending out a single bag of citric acid is a capability that a lot of our competitors don't have. Um, and our expert, you know, we, we call on them, we call on our expert teams to deliver these tailored solutions. Um, in true partnerships, we align our services to help customers reach their goals. And if one bag of a chemical helps them reach their goal, we're, we're going to send it to them. Um, you know, uh, examples would be customers will test their products in our solution center labs, right? Um, even beyond distribution, a customer could request a bulk custom blend that we'll put together at, at one of our distribution centers in the tanks. Um, with this full range of services, Universe Solutions can help a customer generate higher margins, optimize their supply chain operations, and take advantage of growth opportunities. But even beyond that, for our suppliers, we serve as an extension of their brand by offering value-added services. We're more of an ally than just a distributor. It's a matter of evolving our position as a leader in chemicals and ingredients. You know, as we live up to our objectives of being valuable to others, right, our, um, our value there, um, our podcast, Smart Acids, is a great example of serving our suppliers and customers. Yeah, that's great. And that was that was kind of like my end to talk about the podcast. So. Yeah, the, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about that. But before we get to the podcast, which I really want to hear about because I love interviewing an expert interviewer themselves. And you're um, obviously you've I think you've won some awards on Smart Acids as well. But just in terms of, I guess, the service side and how that builds brand. I think on the lower end, you know, if I reflect on what businesses can do and take away from what you were saying, you know, on the lower end, it's like service your customers. If they want one packet, give them a packet, you know, like don't force necessarily what you want to sell on what they want to buy necessarily. And you have to be really flexible. And that's probably on the smaller end. But I think what's really interesting what you do on the on the higher end is that you co-develop product. And that's where that genuine partnership comes into play where your clients know that they can come to you to solve a problem um, through co-development and co-innovation, which is which is awesome that you do. Hmm. So on to Smart Acid. So tell me about your podcast. What is it? I, I love the name, by the way, Smart Acid. Uh, what is it? Why does it work for you? And who are some of your guests? Yeah, Smart Acids, right? A-C-I-D-S, right? And <laughs> when I first heard it, I didn't really realize it was Smart Acids until I started working on the podcast with them. <laughs> right. So, but th- this podcast has started during um, the pandemic in 2020 as an internal initiative. So this is actually, it started before I, I started here, um, but it was internal only. And our, our host and co-host are both senior directors in product management and global sourcing. And they needed a way of getting information out to their sellers. There was so much information they couldn't get it out to them. And they concluded that their sellers endure a lot of travel time. Now, during the pandemic, that was taken back quite a bit. But knowing that they're gonna they're going to have all of that travel time, 
they thought, let's do a podcast because they're traveling, they're they're in the car, they're they're driving. It gives them something to listen to. It's a great way of delivering all of the information in a small package. Um, so that was successful. And after viewing the success of the podcast internally, um, our marketing communications departments determined that the information would be informative to the whole chemical industry. So that ended up on my desk with our marketing team, and we branded it for external, created a logo, came up with some theme music, we gave it an identity, and distributed it, and now we distribute it in all the popular podcast platforms. So 2022 was our first year of really going external with it. Yeah. And it's truly evolved. We've developed a formula where the hosts are upbeat, they keep it light, they'll start with an icebreaker, uh, much like we did with the, you know, what's your theme song, and they'll be keep it simple and communicate information updates regarding different products and industries. And really it's about learning, right, for your customers and for it, the industry and whoever, and it's just about hearing about things in a different way, you know, in, in a different angle versus here's a product fact sheet on citric acid, as an example. You can talk about the use cases yeah. and other things, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. After one season externally, we saw significant qualitative growth, um, meaning, you know, we get maybe about 400 listeners, but they're quality listens because they're leaders in the chemical industry. Our CEO is a big fan and he will talk to other leaders in the industry and the podcast gets listened to for, for information. Recently, we were awarded uh, a silver at the ANA B2 Awards for Best Podcast, um, second only to IBM. Um, our audience uh, keeps growing and we keep evolving and improving. Yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. And I think what's really great about your branding efforts is that you've taken something that, again, chemicals are something that you can't see and you've made it into something that's tangible and relatable to not only to your people in your industry, but outside too. Um, you don't get second place in a in a podcast award <laughs> ceremony if 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 you're not doing that really well. So that's awesome. Um, I guess just um, the other thing I want to talk to you about is really your career in marketing. So you've been our client twice, and we've loved working with you. I guess when you were in plumbing supplies, and now obviously um, industrial chemical solutions and. If you had any advice for people who wanted to get into B2B marketing, um, and I know you have, you've also had a background in electronics as well. So what would you say and how would they get started in that? Yeah. Well, thanks for calling it interesting, number one, because <laughs> um, I have friends that are still in the production industry where I started that would say the opposite. Um, you know, because I, I, I have a background in video, right? Um, yeah. I always wanted to be a part of television or media production, and I got there. I was there first as an intern, then as an assistant. Um, within two and a half years in the Chicago post-production market, I worked on shows like Oprah Winfrey. I worked on television commercials um, and high-end corporate videos. I worked for a post-production house. And I realized that I was not passionate enough to evolve. I wasn't passionate enough to move up to another position other than assistant because I didn't really know that I wanted, I was in, I was a graphics assistant. I was an editing assistant. Um, I was about to become trained as a colorist's assistant as well. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to choose one path here. And truly, my passion wasn't there for it. And I realized that what I liked um, was mainly the corporate work because the corporate work lets you wear a lot of hats, right? Yes. And honestly, 
I didn't like the work-life balance as well in in television production. It's it's not a nine to fiver. It's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of come in. Um, it's a it's very deadline driven. It's very cutthroat. So it just my passion wasn't there. So going in the corporate, I was able to yeah you know, wear many hats, become this Swiss Army knife type of thing, and develop skills. Um, and I'd work as an editor, I'd work as a producer, I'd work as a graphic artist, um, and I would learn how to do a lot of things. I mean, all right, so getting to my age here, I guess, right? The internet was new <laughs> when, I, when I made that move, Yeah. right? So yeah. I'm developing a website, and that's and that's new at the time. And, you know, I've, I got to a point where I've become very versatile, and I got to, I got to a point when I was in battery testers, I worked in a, for a battery tester company that if you go get your car serviced and they pull out a tester and they tell you what your battery life is, I worked for the company that made that tester. And they also made testers for for all the telecoms and, and all the data backup, um, the high voltage stuff. And I got to a point where I was able to sit in meetings with engineers and take a project from concept to completion. It's like, here's a new battery tester, and this is how we're developing it. And we'd like you to develop the casing for it. We'd like you to create a button pad for it. And then not only are you developing that product, you're going to market this, and you're going to create all the collateral for it, and you're going to create a video for it and such. And that's what B2B offers, right? When you're in B2B, you get you get a chance to grab that all those skill sets and you get a chance to be very creative um i always like the challenge of like i worked in cable ties once here's a cable tie make this look great and show people how great this cable tie is i think you could be really funny with cable ties about what you need to tie down (laughs) i think you could i think you could be super creative with that and and have a good time with that exactly i mean and that's what b2b gives you right so my advice to anybody who wants to get into a B2B industry is that you have to really embrace the industry, embrace the product. It may be boring (laughs) when you get to it, but really, I know a lot about battery technology. I know a lot about cable ties. I know a lot about plumbing fixtures, right? I know how a toilet works, right? (laughs) I can say that before my short stint in plumbing fixtures, yeah, which is when I was, where I was a client with you before. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that, and now I'm learning so much about chemical formulations. When I do a we do a shoot in the kitchen. It's like producing a video for the Food Network, right? Yep. So we're in there, and I'm talking to the food scientists. I'm like, okay, five-hour energy, is that okay? Is that going to kill me if I drink five-hour energy? What's in that, right? And why is it okay to drink compared to other stuff? Yeah. Um, so I learn a lot because I ask a lot of questions. And that's really what B2B will give you. No matter what in- industry you get in, embrace it, and you'll find something interesting about it. And just develop your skills as much as you can because you're going to be asked to do quite a bit. I always think that marketing is a great launch pad to be a CEO because I think in marketing, you have so many hats to wear, as you mentioned, like you're creating, you've got to work with budgets. You have to work with lots of different people. You've got to multitask. You're working with external vendors all the time. So I think when you're starting out in your career and you have huge aspirations, it's a great learning ground. And I do think, you know, it's easy to be more creative with a consumer brand that everyone knows, but it's hard and challenging and fun when you're working with chemicals or you're working with, you know, batteries or or whatever it is. And that's where I think brands, when they can get really creative on those probably more 
boring products, if you will. I wouldn't say boring, but like there's more, <laughs> I guess, non-consumable products and, and, and the non-consumer products. Um, I think that's where the creativity can be great as well. So Tom, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And I've learned a lot about chemical distribution and I guess co-development as well. And yeah, we wish you all the lo- best of luck with Smart Acids podcast. And I can't wait to download it and listen to it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Brand Intelligence. If you have any questions or feedback, please send us an email at podcast at intelligencebank.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, share it with others who might be interested in the world of branding and marketing. And if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe where the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you download your podcasts. Once again, thank you for listening and see you next time on Brand Intelligence.